0: Yo yo, what's going on, everyone? Best of New Years to you! Happy New Year! We got Des here. Yo, know, I, I wanted to. I'm really excited about this podcast because I, in my one to one online nutrition coaching uh, business, I have a team of wonderful clients, and it, it's a really cool opportunity not only to help them from a health perspective, to but to really dive into their mindset and to really dive into. Uh, their why. And I oftentimes find, whether it's navigating health behaviors, I know this just from a a business perspective, or literally just trying to live out your most authentic life, half of the time, like we're our own worst enemy. We're the biggest barrier. And what I find in, in teaching others, not only just health habits, but how to live more authentically to who they are, we find that probably 80% of the process is a lot of mindset. And so what you're going to be hearing right now is a, is a group call that I had with my clients about a really cool New Year's activity that I've been doing for the past five to six years that really helps to lock down your why. It really helps to lock down intricacies of why you need certain things in your life. And the cool thing about is as you write this assignment, as you do this assignment, you get to reverse engineer these goals and you get to find like what actually works for you. So you're actually going to get an audio of the actual group call for my clients, hearing, hearing them share like their biggest takeaways about 2020, and also hearing me share a little bit about why I feel that this assignment has been really influential in my life and why it's something that I wanted to pass along to them. And then also pass along to you, because after I got done with the call, I was just was really just overwhelmed by the amount of transparency, the amount of courage, and the amount of fortitude that a lot of our, our, our clients have uh, in my my one to one coaching practice. And so, uh, I hope that you get a lot of value from this. And you know, if this is something that speaks to you, please feel free to shoot us an email uh, and let us know. As always, we're always looking to make sure that uh, you you go on, you rate. Leave a couple comments, uh, shares. share this with someone that you care about, because uh, this assignment is just a really cool thing. It's something I've been doing for the past five to six years. So I hope you enjoy Men of Purpose Podcast. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. Yo, what up? Welcome to the Men of Purpose Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Desi Abeda, proud father, husband, dietitian, entrepreneur. Matt Frey, your other co-host, proud husband, proud father, sports dietitian. And like I like to always say, probably the strongest dietitian in America. (laughs) (laughs) and this podcast is meant to help future fathers current fathers and family members begin to prioritize their lives so they can prioritize the needs of others so listen up take those notepads out and tune in to the mirror purpose podcast one of these things that that i have been doing the last five years has been so fruitful in my life and i've actually had Uh, some past clients and current clients doing the same thing. And so I figured it would be uh, a tremendous opportunity to really help you with the mindset piece. Um, So before we get into it, obviously with the new year coming upon us, what I wanted to do is kind of just have a little bit of a round table with you all from a mindset perspective. Um, What's one of the biggest things that you have learned about yourself uh, in 2020? Okay. Um, I think the nearest to my left is Ben and Savannah. You guys go ahead.
1: All right. It's actually
0: funny. We were talking about this
1: a little bit yesterday. Um, I think really, as in previous years, we've like tried to set, or at least I know myself, like I've tried to set very specific goals of like, this is exactly what I want to attain. And like going into 2020, uh, the big goal for me was I I knew I wanted to like, I wanted to lose weight to get to a a different spot because I was planning on doing something different for my training. Um, and I was running a lot more, so I was, I was training for a half marathon that I'd never done before. And I knew that I had to be just a little bit lighter for that, And I want to continue that momentum, but not necessarily in the sense of like, it has to be exactly like this. It has to be exactly this and, and really sort of going into 2021 with kind of the, you know, the one word motto of respect and like, just respect, respect, um, my body, puts, you know, put stuff in it that kind of shows myself that I, I am taking that time to sort of respect myself, like giving my body good food, giving a good sleep, good hydration, just sort of using everything like that as far as a, like, you know, as a kind of an ethical tell-all, like, am I, am, is what I'm doing respecting my body?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Sav, what about you? What's uh, one thing that uh, 2020 has, has taught you about yourself?
2: um i'd say i come from a family that ate out my entire childhood like no one in my family cooked i just have always had a hard time with cooking and making food at home and doing that consistently but this year obviously we've all had to do that more since no one's going anywhere and i've actually realized that i enjoy cooking at home more than going out now and like ben and i make our plan beginning of the week and we just like have it figured out don't have to stress about food for the rest of the week because we already know what we're going to make and it just it's so much nicer to do it that way and i don't know why it took me 28 years to get there but you know hey. it just took a pandemic but now i'm like okay i can <laughs> cook at home um, so i definitely learned that i actually do enjoy cooking at home and just having food at home and not going out and eating out all the time
0: Hey, better late than never, dude.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right, Jazz, what about you? What's uh, one thing that 2020 has taught you about yourself?
3: I would piggyback off that. I have learned this year that I do enjoy cooking at home. It also saves a lot of money. You never really realize how much you spend eating out until you stop eating out. Yeah. Um, and then the other big thing I learned about myself is how... As frustrating as it is How much I get in my own way All the time So it's been more of like Pulling my Self out of that Constantly Like we'll revert And then pull myself out I mean, Sissy We were just talking about this The other day We try to revert And eat like shit And then we feel like shit And we're like God damn it, Desi (laughs) It's freaking working
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, that's like my number one goal for all of you. I want to haunt you in the best of ways.
3: <laughs> you haunt us all day because we cuss you out all day. So it's all good. <laughs> out of our head.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Thanks, Jazz. Uh, Carmen, what's one thing that 2020 has taught you about yourself?
2: I think one thing I learned definitely to kind of go along with everybody was like, I was like in the zombie mode, just doing the gym thing, just going. But now when everything closed, I had to like learn to fend for myself. And I actually learned how to, what you're supposed to be eating, how much and not overdoing it. And even though I like, you know, all of us do come in and out of the workout part, I know how to do a workout. I know how like that benefits and how that balances everything out.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. That was one of the things that you really struggled with beforehand. I love hearing that. Nice. Yeah. G. Uh, G, hurry up. Let's go. <laughs> uh,
3: sorry, sorry. Uh, probably three things that come to mind um, that I've learned is resilience, self love, how important self love is, um, and that I'm stronger than I think. Um twenty twenty like everyone else was really hard for everyone. Um but I've had certain obstacles that really probably this was the hardest year ever. So I learned a lot about myself. So
0: mm-hmm. I love it. Good job. Thanks. All right, uh JB Clark, what's uh what's one thing that uh twenty twenty has taught you about yourself, dude?
4: <laughs> one thing.
0: <laughs> this year's forced me to learn all the things. <laughs> yeah. I went from like Going to
4: the doctor once every three years. Having like a doctor, a shrink, a psychiatric nurse practitioner, a fitness coach. Uh, like <laughs> 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 you no, know uh, no. The thing I learned this year, I think, is I, I don't enjoy the stuff that I like. This self-sort of harm behaviors that I have. I'm not talking about like the ones that are you know the obvious ones like cutting and stuff. Just like going to the fridge and binging like oh cooking an entire meal before bed or like, uh, eating a mixing bowl of cereal or like smoking cigarettes that, that is, all that stuff is like, doesn't feel good. Yeah. And so, yeah, like last night, I got really mad, uh, about something and I was like, fine, I'll just go to bed early, <laughs> you know, whereas normally <laughs> I'd be like, fine, I'll just go slam some beers and out in the backyard or whatever. Like, you no, know, I'll just go, I'll go stretch and go to bed. So that was cool.
0: Dude. I mean, it was boring. I just got in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up hey, and worked out. That's, a, that's adulting AF, man. Congratulations. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, JV. Uh, Sophia, what's one thing that 2020 has taught you about yourself? Uh,
2: I actually learned that I had a hard time being more selfish. Taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I have three kids. I'm the oldest of seven so i always had to take care of others and this program really taught me that <laughs> i need to prioritize myself and my health
0: mm-hmm.
2: so that's a big thing i learned this to, year to
0: that's that's a huge thing right yeah. i'm sure any everyone could raise their hand like i have a real hard time taking care of myself but it's really easy to take care of other people mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> all right diana
5: um i think
3: learning how how to eat new foods and thinking for myself as well. I agree with Sophia and improving my health. And this year was hard because I got sick with COVID and barely going back to it right now. I'm <clears throat> not a hundred percent, but at least I feel better and I'm trying. So I, this is a second workout this month, unfortunately because I had COVID.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: you do appreciate health and eating better and learning how to try new recipes and Motivating yourself to exercise—that's, but actually seeing the results—that's, that's always that's shocking to me. So, slowly but surely, I'll get there.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
3: I appreciate your I appreciate your help, and I appreciate everybody's comments and things like that because that helps.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big piece right there. Obviously, I know that there are some limitations with it being an online space, but the more that we lean into each other, it feels good to see those results. And, mm-hmm. and who would and who would have known if you start to focus on yourself, things happen, right? <laughs> Jeez.
2: right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you're back too, dude. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're safe. Um, Ashley, what's one thing that 2020 has taught you about yourself?
2: Um, something about like not putting too much pressure on myself to do everything um perfect or having too much expectation of myself to do it perfect. And then if I start regressing or going backwards not to put too much shame on myself and then to um just try again the next day. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really know if I explained that right, but just...
0: Well, you had a a bunch of people shaking their head this way, so Mm -hmm. I think you did a great job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and another thing, too, Ash, confidence. I mean, that's another thing that you found as well, so congrats, my friend. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And
2: how important sleep is. How important (laughs)
0: sleep is, yes. (laughs) Jasmine. (laughs) Uh, Preston what's up man Uh, what's one thing that 2020 has taught you about yourself
6: well I kind of knew this but I know it in a different way now Um, you know I grew up in a fundamentalist religion and uh, self-care is just not a thing and it's not a thing for pretty much most of my family and most anybody I know Uh, but a thing that I learned about myself is that the way I've you know, and I'm old, so like the way that I've like lived my entire life, uh, it's not just that I don't value self care. I actually have internal judgment against it, so it's difficult to break that habit. And that's all it is at this point is a habit. But uh, to kind of um, attempt to put myself first and to take care of myself is not a bad thing, even though I th- think. I've always looked at it as a bad thing and a selfish thing and not, not like a, a thing that should be valued. So mm-hmm. that's, that's been interesting.
0: Yeah. It's been a really cool process to to see that come to fruition too. And now that we're at it, what do you mean you're old? How old are you? I'm um, 47. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> God. <laughs> Love you. (laughs) Thank you, Preston. All right, Liz, what you got?
7: Okay, so 2020 um, definitely taught me that if I want something, um, I can get it um, with help um, many times. Uh, Being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I um, started out the year going into recovery from opiates, and from there, just the change of life, really, lifestyle. So um, with COVID and everything, I know it's been a horrible year for everyone. I've had a lot of issues with my family, um, but 2020 was a good year for me, you know, with my, my self-growth. So yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah. I love it, Liz. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kim, what you got?
5: Technical challenges, because it took me a while to figure out where the unmute button was. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: good, dude.
5: Um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, I got a list. Uh, you guys can't <laughs> see it, but it's growing. Um, it's It's been a really um, interesting year. I think the biggest thing that I've learned this year is adaptability. Um, in the sense of, I started off this year with very specific goals and desires for myself and wanting to celebrate life in a lot of different ways. And 2020 had other plans where a lot of it got canned by, by March. And so um, my husband and I celebrated 25 years of marriage this year and uh, we had big plans to go to Ireland. And that was um, part of the reason why I started working with Des was I, I wanted to feel comfortable and do all the the different things over there, and bring my mom, who's who's from there, um, with us, along with my kids, and just have this this big grand thing planned. And when that wasn't going to happen, it was like, well, I can I can just downward spiral. And um, I think JB was kind of talking about it. It's just like sometimes you just go to that. Comfort of food, and and I learned this year probably because there was just so many places in my life with work and with home and and family that everybody had to learn to adapt, and we had to all learn how to do it together. And I and with that, you know, I it really reinforced the the importance of community for me because I lost my ability to be around my church community because everybody is. A lot older. And I don't know who said that they were old, but I'm older than you. I think it was Preston, right? <laughs> um, <a> <laughs> but I'm but I'm the young one in, in my church community and, and not being able to be around certain people. It was just, it was really hard. So I, and as and he knows this about me, I have a tendency to hide. If life isn't going well, you won't see me interacting in the community very often um, in our in our OPN community. And, and I really started to learn that When I pull away and I hide, it's so much easier not to take care of myself. It's so, so much easier not to show up for anything or for anyone, including myself. And so um, the other thing that I really learned this year is vulnerability, you know, just kind of putting yourself out there, just saying what it is that you truly need and hope, you know, hoping that there's going to be a response. And coach is always one who's like, well, hey, you know what? I know a couple of other people. Let's just put you all together. And Mm -hmm. um and it's been super beneficial. And I remember when Savannah came on and we connected. Man, that helped me so much. You know, I'll get theory eyes because it truly <laughs> <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> <you> know, <go. laughs> it truly is important to know that you have connections with others and people that understand and um and some of these small little clusters that we've been put together, I can't tell you how important it's been to know wow i'm not the only one that thinks that way i'm not the only one that does that behavior um and and i i'm really learning to appreciate and i know somebody else talked about it by eating healthy and then going to try to eat unhealthy it's like whoa you can totally feel the difference and so as this year winds up it's like i know the connection now and so appreciate and value the connection between sleep and eating well and getting my walks in and and the strength training and i really really was bummed out that I missed class this morning, but I'm dealing with a terrible headache for a week. And I just, I can't move in certain directions, but I, I can't tell you how much it means to me to know that we have that there, that we have that class, that we have that recording that when I do feel better, I can go do it later in the day. And um, and with all that said, the last part of my little list that's growing here is leadership. When I do it, when I rock it, when I'm, walking this walk with confidence it's so cool to hear the people in my house saying oh i want to do that like you we have a, a niece that wound up moving in with us this year and uh she's an adult but she's watching me and she's watching what i'm doing and she's like oh i want to learn how to do that can you teach me how to make those protein shakes can you make one for me in the morning and i'm like i'll make it for you today but you make the ones tomorrow so mm-hmm. um but it is a uh been a really amazing year, and uh, where my life hasn't changed much, I still leave my house every day to go to work. The rest of my family has definitely reminded me of how hard this year has been when the way they were doing life, the way we were all doing life has been changed up a bit. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to take all these skills that I learned and learn to embrace this year, and hopefully it'll carry us on to a, a better and brighter 2021 for sure. 100%.
0: Thank you, Kim. All right. John Bell, you got to follow that, man. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you go. Yeah, that's a tough one to follow.
6: Um, My, (laughs) uh, my, what I learned this year is um, about health is everything. And that um, I don't like being mortal. Um, I liked it better when I was immortal. (laughs) <laughs> but I could do anything I wanted. <laughs> um, but uh, that, that's the main thing is health is
0: everything and you've got to take care of it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, John. You know, I, I want to echo all of you. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll tell a little bit of my, my story as we kind of get into it. But I think one thing that I have been incredibly um, so thankful for is uh, the ability to be resourceful. Uh, and you know, I, I heard something the other day recorded a podcast and the, uh, guy had said, you know, your, uh, your, your network is your net worth. And I will say that I am so thankful for, uh, the friendships that I have had and the people that have helped collaborate and to make something that I'm really, really proud of. And, um, you know, very, very specifically, I want to give a shout out to Ben and Savannah throughout all this. Um. Two, two really, really wonderful friends uh, that just wanted to do something different when the pandemic started. <laughs> so, um, you know, you you look at stuff like that and, and I think about all of you, uh, I, I really lean into all of you and I think what is so cool is that it's it's reciprocated. I see how hard you all work and I see how vulnerable it is. And I see how uh, (laughs) a lot of you want to quit at times. And like, I see all of that and I just want to, I just want to let you know, like, Hey, I resonate with you. I I have definitely been there and and I am there probably quarterly, like, Oh my God, I'm failing. I'm going to (laughs) quit, you know? Um, But I I think one thing that I'm really grateful for is is that, because another thing that's come up too, is like, I'm primary daddy too so a lot of you have been on coaching calls and see rory's little curly head right here just like (laughs) tapping me and bugging me and um and i'm just i'm so thankful for the opportunity because i think what it really centered me in is the things that i preach for a lot of you all is is family and, and 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 healthy connection and the ability to to be consistent yet realistic about what you want to accomplish okay and so i think all of those things really resonate with me. And so I really appreciate all Mm -hmm. of you for all of your transparency and your vulnerability within this process, because I want to acknowledge that it's not easy. In fact, it's really, really effing hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and we're going to get into our, our, our big assignment. Again, this is an invitation. Okay. This is an invitation for a lot of you who are looking to center your things around your why. Okay. Cause if your why is strong, the how is always going to appear. And that's the thing that's going to keep you consistent, okay? So let me go ahead and share. We'll get after it. Okay. All right, so we're going to circle back on something that I posted uh, probably, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, maybe last month, um, but it's the emotional cycles of change. And so you can insert any one of your behaviors or your goals around this cycle so that you can further understand in the past why you have been successful and also why you have felt the need to quit on yourself, okay? So let's go into the first phase and we have all felt this, right? When we joined this program, it's uninformed optimism. Oh my God, this sounds really cool. I have a coach. Oh my God, you have a a strength coach too. Uh, Oh my God, there's people, like I'm not alone. And so you're uninformed and you're like really optimistic, right? And we can insert that with any uh, past dieting that we've done, uh, any new job, like anything like that, right? You're, you're excited about it because it's new. Now, as you step into possibly the first 30 days of it, you get down to a point where it's informed pessimism. Wow, this is way harder than I thought it was. Son of a bitch, <laughs> right? So that's usually 30 to 60 days. Right, and so we can probably all talk. And you know, when you jump on your first call with me, I let you know, like, hey, first sixty days is going to be exciting and a little bit hard. Months three to four, like the big, the big times. Months three to four is like when you really start to self doubt, right? And so, with this informed pessimism, you're obviously starting to recognize, like, okay, it's a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. It's still great having a coach. The community is great. I might not be leaning into them as much uh, that I that I need to, but but I know they're there, right? This is where most people fail, obviously, right? The valley of despair, right? I don't think I can do this anymore. Like I'm going to quit. Like it's not working or I just don't have what it takes. And so you start to really, really self-doubt yourself. And so within this emotional cycle, there is an individual cycle. And so this is where 90% of most people fail and continue to go back to the next thing. They just repeat this this whole thing. And I'm sure a lot of us can probably raise our hand and say, like, yeah, I've definitely been there. I've definitely quit of myself. Right. The caveat to a lot of this is, is one of two things. So when we're in the valley of despair, we can either we can either quit and choose not to feel the emotion and choose not to feel the emotion of of doubt. Choose not to feel the emotion of um, sadness, of fear. But if we push through that opportunity right there, that's when we can progress. That's when we can learn about ourselves. Okay, and the only thing that's going to get you past here is going to be your why. Is going to be why you step foot in something like this. For a lot of you, is health, right? For a lot of you, it was like, you know what, like I'm noticing whether it's mental or physical that like my health is not great. And I know that I want to be here for my kids. I know that if I don't have any guidance around this, like, I don't know if I'm going to be here. Right. And so it became about something more for you all, which is why when you have that first call with me, like I'm trying to register like, okay, whether it's body composition or health or whatever it is, why do you want to do this? Right. So you're constantly asking yourself these questions like, why did I start this whole process? Because your why is the only thing that's going to get you to a point where you become more of an informed optimist. Okay, wow. This was hard. However, I have the skills. I have the support. uh, I, I have the coaching. Like I have the programming available. I have the resources for me to be successful. Right. So from there, that's where we get to a point where we are successful. Okay, and we can insert any behavior, any goal that you have, anything like that, because this is how the human mind works. All right. So for those of you that have been in those places of struggle, you're you're here because the only way that you fail in this process, the only way that you fail in how to navigate what you want in your life is to quit. That's the only way that this happens. Okay. So as we take a look at something like this, I just kind of want you to either take some notes or some mental notes behind, like what are some ways in which I'm still enacting the process of this miniature cycle? What am I choosing not to feel? Right. For those of you who have heard me talk about her, I'm a huge Brené Brown fan. I love what she says when she says, you cannot selectively numb one emotion because when you numb one, you numb them all. That can be, JB, you did a good job there, like food, destructive behaviors, right? That can be insert anything. So when you distract yourself from a feeling, you are, you are by, by default selectively saying, okay, well, I don't want to feel anything. then. And for, and for some of us who've ever been in any sort of addiction, uh, emotional eating, uh, workaholism, like anything like that, like you can choose to disconnect however you want, but you're also choosing not to grow from this place. Okay. So let me give you a little bit of background uh, into this assignment. So about 2012, uh, I had just graduated from the U of A with my degree in in nutrition and dietetics. And so if you didn't know this about dietitians, it's complete bullshit, but... Uh Uh, it's there, the residencies and and the internships are extremely hard to get in. If you don't step out of your undergrad with a 3.8, there's very likelihood that you don't get an internship. And so me being who I was, like, I like to have fun in college. I was working my butt off to pay all of my bills. Uh, I was also, uh, paying for my younger siblings. Like I just couldn't devote what I could. And so when I was stepping out I was like, all right, you know, maybe I don't need to be a dietitian. I'm cool with that. But I'll tell you what, like, I do want to be a food network star. And I'd be lying to you today if I said that I still didn't. All right. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Les. All right. So, um, so I stepped out of there like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I I know that I have fortitude. I know that I dream really big, and people think I'm ridiculous, but I don't give a damn. All right. So I ended up getting a job in Vancouver, uh, representing a public relations firm that actually represented Food Network. So in my head, I was like, there's my end. I'm going to go do this. I can talk to people. Like I can pitch, like I can do this. And so um, as I graduated, I sold all of my things. Um, I pretty much like told my family, like, hey, like I'm coming back for holidays, but I'm not coming back. Like I've been in Tucson for way too effing long. Like I need to go be, I need to go freaking be peacock and and let my, uh, let my feathers fly. (laughs) Right. So as I got up there within two days, I found out that my work visa was denied. Because I got in some trouble when I was 18, right? So my work visa got denied and I got deported back to the States. So because I sold everything, like I told my job, like, I'm not coming back. I'm not gonna- <laughs> I was at a Jewish deli at the time. Like I'm not sh- selling pastrami or corned beef ever again. Like you'll never see me again, right? <laughs> so when I got back, I, I didn't have a place to stay because I, I obviously let that place go. Um, luckily, I still had my car because I, I didn't get to sell it by the time. Um, so I, I talk about friendships and network beforehand, right? So luckily one of my best friends took me in, him and his wife, I had a room. And I, I with the with the nutrition degree, mind you, I I flipped burgers for like a month, right? Because I was so in this like shame space of like, I just let go of this opportunity. I have a college degree. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to go back to, to selling what I was selling, right? Like, oh my God, like, I'm not gonna let anyone know that this happened to me. And that happened for about almost a year of just me being in this shame space, like me not showing up for myself. And so luckily I started seeing a therapist because at the same time that I got another job, I, I met my my then uh, girlfriend and now wife, Callie. And she was like, you know, Des, maybe it's time that you see a therapist, right? So she's a therapist. So obviously we they push everyone to do that because it's amazing. Um, so I, I saw my therapist and what she had challenged me to do was to do this this New Year's Eve letter assignment. And I have been doing this since 2014. Okay. And so here's the assignment and this is what this is meant to do. So what you're going to be doing is you're going to write yourself a letter post-dated a year from now. Okay. So your future self, you know, 2021, uh, You know, Ashley, Liz, Kim, everyone, you're going to write yourself that letter as if it's December 27th or 28th, 2021. And what you're doing is you are writing in the past tense and you are celebrating all the wonderful things that you've accomplished. Okay. You're celebrating all the fantastic things that you wanted to do for yourself And also making sure, like, uh, for a lot of us, like, obviously, we do want to change our body composition, we do want to enhance our health. But what we're really looking to do is to explore your why. Okay, what we're really looking to do is to make sure that you are taking a look at the details. You're taking a look at the habits, the rituals that you really want to get grounded in. Because I'll tell you what. As I've gone, and we'll look at a couple of the letters that I've written for myself. As I've gone past through the letters, each and every time, like I've added something to it, I've added some sort of specific thing or some sort of caveat. Because for me, what has been helpful is leaning into meditation, right? Obviously, my own strength training journey, my own nutrition, right? Those things are always gonna be facets of what your pillars of health are going to be. But when we're exploring them, it's like, okay, what do you enjoy about it, right? What do you want to accomplish? And the cool thing about this letter is it becomes a roadmap for you. It becomes a roadmap, honestly, for us. So Kim can attest to this. She actually did this this last November. And so Kim, if, if you wouldn't mind unmuting yourself, uh, can you talk about the process for you and what, what it helped you gain some clarity with?
5: Okay. Um, well, I have my little letter here. <laughs> I printed it out and I, I took a look at it. Um, I took a look at it probably midway through the year um, at one point, And then I know that there was another time where Desi and I kind of used it as a tool to kind of, because I, I've been in that valley dis- despair, I don't know, at least once a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some months. But um, for me, the process was um, really trying to figure out, you know, why, why, why did I start this program? And, and where do I want it to take me? And um, I was able to, to identify um, basic areas that um, were important to me. And um I faith was was real big for me, Uh, family time, fitness of of mind, body, and spirit, financial stability, and uh, focus to filter and and find uh, things that I need in my life. And what was really interesting when I did this letter, it was Thanksgiving of last year. And, um, you know, pre-pandemic, I was looking ahead to you know, I was going to have this anniversary. I was involved in, in something, um, a retreat at my church, and I was asked to be a speaker. Um, there was just a lot of different things. and And with work, there was some goals that I had there too. And what was really interesting by writing out this letter and by writing it from a future point in my life, it really kind of in the process desi was really helpful like i, I wrote in generals and then he's like no no no! you got to be more specific what is it that you really want and it was really about that process of setting an intention because you know goals are something that we we can talk in the abstract about them but when we really start to narrow them down and define them then they become more measurable more achievable and in this process there was some um, you know things that went really well. I, I wound up being a speaker in February and and had a really positive effect with that. Um, I we celebrated our anniversary, maybe not the the way that we wanted to, but we we hit that marker and to do that that took a lot of communication and understanding. And even for a little while, my husband was a part of of this program with me. I mean, there was a lot of things that. Um, when I look back on the letter, there was a lot of things that I achieved. There's still some things that need um, support and growing. And I think what it comes down to when I look back at this letter, is like, oh, well, my goal wasn't as clearly defined as it needed to be. Or I didn't know how to break down that task. So um, I'm really excited to be able to do this again because okay. now I know the areas that need greater focus. And then some yeah. of the areas where it came to work-life balance or it came to leadership, it's like, well, I did kind of get promoted this year at work, <laughs> I did get a little bit more responsibility at work, but now I have to readjust that work-life balance so that I, I can, it can allow me to attend the other things that are important to me, the family time, the faith time, um, you know, all of those things.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I think another wonderful thing about this is as it offers you a roadmap, I am here to help you with these things that you're talking about to be smart. I'm sure we've all heard of smart goals, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you with that process. So a lot, a lot of what Kim was just talking about is at first it was very general. And I came back with like, I need more specifics. So if you're stepping in saying, I want to meditate, like, okay. Tell me more about that. Okay. So if you're if you're stepping in like I want to be better at working out, you're going to have to tell me more about that. Okay. Because what we're looking at is the details. You've all heard me say success is in the details and success leaves clues. Okay. So as we look at your day to day, there's a couple um a, a couple resources that I'm also going to send in our general channel to help you kind of like collaborate your own letter. Okay. So as we do this, again, this is yours. You can do it however you want. Um, and this is an invitation for you to take a look at your why, because if you're struggling with consistency, if you're struggling with some self-doubt, if you're struggling with the valley of despair stuff, your why needs needs to be more clear. Okay. So <clears throat> again, Brené Brown, right?
5: Um, he? I just want to add. Not just putting this together, and I hope you're going to include it later. It's one thing just to write the letter to yourself. When you had me share it, then the accountability piece came in. And whether yeah. you share it with Desi or whether you find somebody close to you to share it with, that made all the difference in the world. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just kind of wanted to add that piece there too.
0: Yeah. I, I think, thank you, Kim. You're going to be sharing this with me. Okay, you can choose to share it with your own accountability partners, our own like little subset of groups that we've created. Uh, that's entirely up to you, okay? But you are gonna be sharing it with me because we are gonna take a look at, the, at these specifics and I am going to challenge you because I, I feel like to a, a huge degree, we've all been really vulnerable with one another. I feel like I know you vulnerably. So I'm gonna challenge certain areas, okay? So here's a really, really great resource and something that I've brought into the mix after a couple of years of doing this that I wanted to share with you. So uh, there's a shame researcher and she kind of calls herself the, the, the storyteller, uh, Brené Brown. And so she did a really great study on values. Okay, And so she found a list of, I think we have 50 plus values here. And what she challenged the participants of the study to do is to pick two core values out of all of these. Okay. This assignment for myself took about 45 minutes. Okay. So what it, what was really fruitful about it is as you go through your values and choose your two, and just for those who are like, I wonder what Desi chose. Uh, so mine was, where are we at? Mine was legacy. Where's the L's? <laughs> legacy. Um, and also authenticity. Where are we at? Here we go. Like those are my two values. And so the reason why we do this, this the reason why this is a fantastic resource is because as you write your letter, you're looking through the two lenses of these two values. Does this letter represent me? Okay. And so for some of us that share our lives with, with a significant other, share our lives with the best friend, share our lives with a family member, you can't not write this letter without including them. You just can't. They have to be involved to some extent because that is your healthy connection. That is your core need right there. It's your, it's your core communication, your, your, uh, your core motivation, okay? So this is one fantastic resource that you can do, all right? Another resource, we've talked about this before in calls, your consistency calendar, okay? Because your small little habits, your small little rituals are going to take you to a place where you're showing up more authentically in your relationships, you're showing more authentically or more confident in your work. Uh, From a health perspective, like if you really want to get your health on point, like we look back at these health behaviors and these four pillars of things that we're always talking about. And it's like, okay, my perfect day, like, what do I want my perfect day to look like? Okay, and so... These are two fantastic resources that you can really lean into. And remember this letter assignment is your own. I'm there to help facilitate the specifics and I'm there to help facilitate based off of the values to which I, I believe that you have to say like, Hey, the, the, the lens here makes sense, right? So I think Drew will probably watch this in the replay, but Drew's a fantastic example too. His first letter was like very, very short. And I was like, take this back to the lab right now. (laughs) Like this is way, way, way too, uh, (laughs) too small. Like you need to dive into this more. So as he dove into it more, I was like, holy crap. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to get clarity here. Okay. Now let me take you into a couple examples. Uh, for me, like as I wrote my letters, right? So the first one that I have is, is 2017 and you can giggle at the way that I talk to myself. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So this is, uh, my 2016 or 2017 rather, um, letter to myself. All right. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to, in your own words, you're trying to celebrate all the exciting things about yourself. Okay. So for me back then, like I was just trying to start a business. I was just trying to do things. And so what I made the mistake the year before is I put monetary value on everything in the same way from a health perspective that you might just put way too much value on what the scale reads. Okay. So as I took a look at that and during the mid year and after taking a look at the last letter, I was like, you know what? Like I was focusing on the wrong things. And so what I highlighted here is I highlighted things that were either things that changed throughout the year or things that like I really lean into. And and if I'm being honest, each and every time that I've ever gotten to that Valley of despair, I think about the th- core things that I wanted in my life. And so at, at the time, like I would not you know, Callie and I had just had Rory, like Rory was a year, I think maybe a year old. And I would not have thought that I could put an offer in on a house. Like there was just no chance around that time. It's like, there's no, there's no way. Like I've never, never been good at finances. Like there's just, there's no way. Right. So at throughout the year, what I really centered myself in is, is another pillar of health. Like let's just look at financial health. I really centered myself in like, okay, well I have a baby now. I'm not going to do a whole lot of partying anymore. <laughs> like I need to be a responsible F and father. Um, and so throughout the year, like we put an offer on a house, which was so healing for me. Okay. <laughs> Another thing that I was really proud of is like Callie and I actually sat down and we, we, we set goals for one another. We challenged one another, okay? I, I highlighted this part, like I've always wanted to be an author, right? I always wanted to be an author. This is 2016, 2017. That barely just happened two months ago, <laughs> okay? So as you, as you look at this, you're, there's gonna be some repeating things that you want to accomplish or that things that wanna center you in, in who you are. Now, as we go into 2018, again, at the time, like Callie and I did things ass backwards. We had Rory, we bought a home, and then we got married. Okay. At the time, like, I'm still trying to search for who I am as a man. It's like, can I be a husband? Like, I don't know. I didn't have the best example of what a good husband looked like. I love my father to death. Not a good example of of a husband. Okay. So that was my association to it. So at the time, like, you know what? This is a value of mine. Family is a huge value of mine. All right. So I put that in there. I was like, all right, let's just see what happens with it. You know, into 2018. Yeah. Into 2018, um, ended up proposing to Cali. Freaking crazy. I did not think that that was going to happen. All right. As, as I go down, I, again, I'm, I'm centering things around like what I wanted to do. Okay again, at the time, like I wanted to launch a podcast. It was something that I've been wanting to do for freaking five years. I didn't do it this year, but the next year I did. Okay. So these things offer you a roadmap. And by the way, I'll share examples of mine, it, it, you know, for you all to kind of like wrap your head around what to do here. All right. And so let's go to 2019. It's really, really evolved. Okay. And so from here, like I started to separate it into health. What did I want to accomplish from a health perspective? Okay. What did I want to accomplish from a relationship perspective? Financial health, family fun time, and then contribution. Okay. And so I have not read my 2020 letter yet because I'm not going to read it until I write my 2021 letter, but you can see here how each year it's going to continue to evolve each year what you're looking to do is provide yourself with the roadmap and then each year look back and say like does this actually mean something to me and so gee if i can call you out real quick right so we're we're looking at uh the relationship with the scale right and kim i've made you do this too i think probably who else am i looking at i don't know Maybe Jasmine too. I don't know, Jazz, if we did it, but maybe. So, G, you just did a really cool assignment, right? Do you want to tell about the the uh, the the scale?
3: Yes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, there was a certain pounds on the scale that I hadn't seen in about five years, and I saw it a couple weeks ago. Was it Desi? Um, And I got so obsessed with it. I knew I wasn't going to see it again because, you know, we're learning about fluctuation in our weight and such. But I got so obsessed about wanting to see that number again and, you know, to keep trending downwards. Um, And so Desi choked me out and got really upset and said, wake up um, and had me do, um, you know, some. Virtually, I did not choke her out, actually. (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah it's been kind of an up and down struggle which is being obsessed with the scale and I think that's just part of unfortunately the media and just growing up in this world and that's really something I've been trying to unlearn
0: Yeah. And I think another piece of that, too, is kind of going back to like centering your values and making sure that the letter represents the two lenses, right, of these values. The other thing that I had challenged G and challenged a lot of people before her is like, okay, so if the number on the scale never existed and you can no longer be affirmed by how you look. Right. What do you want to offer to the world? Okay. So your, your first draft of this is probably going to need some work and that's okay. All right. That's what I'm here to help you with. Okay. So if this is brand new and you're not sure what to do, I'm here to guide you through it. If it's brand new and you're like already fighting, like, I don't want to do this challenge that part of you because you were living in a lot of comfort before you joined this program. Okay. Okay. And what was comfortable got you to a point where you needed this program. So, obviously, the only antidote to that process is being uncomfortable. Okay, so it's the, it's the 27th today. Obviously, the, the new year is approaching. Um, I'm going to say that this is going to be time-bound. Okay, so I'm going to give everyone a deadline of at least their first draft for January 1st. Okay. All of us are going to have coaching calls up to that point. And so like, I'm kind of there to walk you through the process because what we're looking to do, like I said, is to explore clarity and why you're doing this whole thing. So if you find yourself, uh, Des, I'm really struggling with consistency. I'm really struggling uh, with self-doubt, right? I'm going to push this assignment back at you, especially, especially if you choose not to do it right? You get a, a, a virtual uh, chokehold. <laughs> and I'm sure you've all received one from me. Okay.
5: I just want to say, Des, that the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is the scene from a Christmas story where the class is told that they have to write a theme. I think we all have to embrace this like we want our Red rider BB gun. And <laughs> And just embrace it with that kind of enthusiasm and and belief that, you know, somebody is going to take this and validate us and what it is that we want. And I know that Desi will do that for us. So really have fun with it. Seriously, that first drive, I don't know if any of you enjoyed writing in in high school or in, in school at all, but... That free write, when you just sit down saying, Does he's an idiot? I can't even believe why he wants to be doing this. And then you as you start having that conversation with yourself, it just starts to come into play. And then you can start to go back and pick the themes out of it, the things that you really want to focus on. But really that first step is just, you know, taking the pen in hand and just putting whatever thoughts come to mind first down. And it, it really does. It, it it works. I can't. I'm looking back at this and I, again, like I wrote mine around Thanksgiving, so I pulled it out around Thanksgiving and I haven't sat down to rewrite it because I knew Des was going to be doing this. And I wanted this opportunity just to sit and, and be with everybody because it is hard. I I, 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 yeah. I I love to write, but this kind of stuff is super hard. And um but it, it's well worth it. And what comes to light? I mean, I'm looking at some of the stuff, going, oh, "I wanted to make this happen this year. Now I got to put it up on my poster because I'm going to make a poster along with this letter, so I have a visual that'll keep me motivated this coming year." So, anyways, I just wanted to add that because I just yeah. just saw that little that little <laughs> boy and writing the theme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, No, I I love it. And you're probably going to find that the first, you know, 30 minutes of this, like, Desi, this is stupid. I hate this. Why are you making me do this? And at the same time, if you're able to push through that, and you're able to, to really examine why you're doing this whole thing, then this job becomes a lot easier. Okay, it does become a lot easier, because this is where I can start to challenge you. Hey, are you living authentically through what you said in this letter? And it becomes a mirror exercise, right? And so what, what, this, what this assignment is supposed to do is to really hone in on your compassion for yourself. I think I've said this to a lot of you. If you were to personify your negative self-talk, you would not be friends with that person. That dude is an asshole. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like he doesn't deserve a, a spot at this table. Okay. Or she doesn't deserve a spot at this table. And so what you're also doing too, and I don't know if a lot of you saw it again, I'll share examples of my letter, but like how I'm talking to myself, like right? that stuff matters because the one thing that I want you to get out of this whole program, when you graduate and you're done and you're teaching others and whatever is I have to teach you how to be emotionally agile. I have to teach you how to literally be your own coach. Right. Because right now, this negative self-talk, like that dude's an asshole, doesn't have a spot at this table. Okay. All right. So, questions about this assignment? It's pretty clear.
7: Why? No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. It doesn't sound stupid, but it does sound difficult. So, yeah
0: it does yeah <laughs> I support you Liz it's alright
7: <laughs> can I do burpees
2: instead <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you can do 500 <laughs> by January 1st oh, my God. I don't know what's hard <laughs> no no dude each day until up until then <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh. Okay. Any, uh, any other questions? Raise your hand if you have one or comments. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to echo Liz. This is supposed to be difficult. We're taking a look at your values. We're actually taking a close look at like why you're doing this whole process. Okay. And also because it's new, it's going to be really hard, but that's also why you have other people doing similar things. And you have me kind of coaching you through this process because it would be really fantastic to not only get that roadmap, but to continually build on it and to see yourself not as failing, but failing forward. Okay. I think that's a big, big mindset piece. You are always failing forward. Okay. I have so much love for all of you. Um, I love what I do because I get to lean into people like yourself. So uh, thank you for your trust. I know I seem crazy at times, but I also know that like we create a lot of safety within, doing hard shit. So I love you guys. Okay. love you.
3: Stop making us (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Josie.
0: You got it.
5: Thank you.
0: All right. Happy writing,
5: guys. Bye.
0: Thank you.